Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, your digital home track and the home of NASCAR Roots. We are so glad you have joined us as we go into the garage area and talk about NASCAR racing. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week by 25-time winning crew chief, championship winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm awesome. I, we, to, I bet you are. Every week we come in here, you are awesome because yeah. you're not on a pit box anymore dealing with some of the stuff your former cohorts are dealing with. I think I'm keeping my hair. Yeah. Oh, so what, what's left of it? Boy, my I, I. Gosh. What chaos. What chaos. I mean, the first four races of playoffs, these guys have had to age 20 years. This is I'm insane. Just, and we're is. going to the wild card. The wild card race is this yeah. coming week, but yeah. you wouldn't know it from the previous yeah, four. The, the first four were supposed to be just numb vanilla. They've been nothing but that. Now we're going to the wild car race. Yeah. Will it flip-flop? Will this one be vanilla? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I don't think so. I don't think so this time. Uh, we got a lot of ground to talk uh, cover, and we're going to talk to Paul Wolf with Penske Racing. So I, I think we're going to get into a lot of the little what was going on at Texas with Paul mm-hmm. to get his take on it as yeah. far as that goes. What we do know is that big picture, there's a lot going on. And you're one of those guys, you and I were just talking prior to going on the air, you are a strategy dissecting I, guy. You yes. love I love strategy races. You dissect this strategy. And who saw Texas as one of those strategic races that Randall Burnett made the winning call on? You wouldn't have thought so, but Randall Burnett actually made two great calls in the day. Um, You know, obviously they had a vibration early, had to pit when a lap down. Coached his driver through. We're the only one lap down. Just chill. Right. Next caution, got the lucky dog. Good fast race car, drove him back. Short pitted stage two, which got him in a position to get back up in the top five. Right. Uh, took the lead from there. I really think Randall Burnett won the race at lap 245. 245. That's when he came and got tires and fuel from the lead. He pitted from the lead and not in a position where he could finish the race. Knew he'd have to come again. I right. think that was one of those either ifs. But by doing that, he set himself up to take two tires because he only needed six or seven gallons of fuel at the end. Where the guys that didn't pit there... Needed 15, 16 gallons of fuel, two cans. Right. Had to had to have a long pit stop. Cycle himself to the front, drove away from there. Worked a pit stop ahead to mm-hmm. make that last pit stop quicker. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was a great great strategy call. Uh, talked to Randall this week and uh, in, yep. in, in, um, on Monday night and uh, even talked about that. They From when they had the vibration, they started thinking about how they were back in the race up all Man. day long. It amazes me. Yep. That's great, great strategy. And, and we wouldn't have thought Texas was a strategy race, but... It sure was. And, yep. uh, and you know, you saw that out of him. Justin Haley, 31 car. No, they were saying. Third place finish, same strategy. Yep, absolutely. You know, just, just got themselves where they could take a two-tire stop at the end. Uh, that seeing ahead of where you are really paid off for those guys. No doubt. It really did. Um, we kind of know the scenario with that eight team. Third win of the season, first win on an oval, been a great season, although eliminated from the playoffs in round number one. When you look at the dynamic of that team and where they sit right now in September of 2022, okay, 
you have a marriage crew chief driver that is splitting up. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Busch is going to be with Randall Burnett. We don't know exactly what that looks like with Tyler yet. Uh, maybe Tyler does. Maybe he doesn't know. You have that, and you have the team getting eliminated from round one of the playoffs. To me, this is a scenario that can go one of two ways. It can The wheels can come off the train immediately, or it can go, as apparently it has gone, with the wheels staying on the train and continuing with fast race cars. I think that speaks volumes for, for, for Tyler. I think that speaks volumes for Randall as well, leading that team. And it speaks for the relationship the two of them have, have really forged from the Xfinity days forward. Right. They've had a lot of time together. They're friends. They, they, they see each other as, as really good, and they trust each other. You hear that out of it. Just the, the talk back and forth, the strategy calls, Tyler not get, second-guessing it, just trying to figure it out. Yeah, and he's talked at, at some point about, I really didn't understand what was going on, but I, 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 knew, I knew Randall had the right path, and, and he did. So um, these guys have put it together and, and done a really good job of continuing forward. I think, you know, for both of them, that was their first cup win at the beginning, at, you know, at, at Road America. Road America, right, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, I think, chemistry between the two of them. And, hey, in the, in the way this situation lays out right now, they're going to need to work together next year in some facet as – as teammates within our building. Yes, exactly. I think there's, and speaks for Tyler. Tyler's a pretty positive guy and, and isn't giving up on the, on the program and the commitments he's made. So, um, really cool to see. Yeah. How about we haven't had a winner that locks himself through the next round yet? Three, three non-playoff winners and an eliminated playoff car won this one. Just crazy where the, where the race. That, that was, I, I don't think, I, I don't, I mean, obviously it's never happened before. We've never seen this before, but I didn't even think that that was possible. I mean, I, I, I know it's possible just, just because of the number of, yeah, I mean, I know it's possible. I know the good teams, but it's just that that's been absolutely cra- uh, crazy that, that one playoff driver, one active playoff driver hasn't snuck his way into victory lane yet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Man. I mean, in years past, we would this would have been all playoff drivers. That's historically what it is because you see those 16 teams and then those 12 teams and then those eight teams. Even we go to Phoenix. A lot of times you go to Phoenix, those four teams have elevated themselves yes. so yep. much so that they're running one through six, you know, one through five. Yep. Yep. This year, Lord knows. And, and I, I I can't imagine what it continues to look like going forward. It speaks for the parity of the of the common car. Yeah. And really the fact does. that you... You know, back in, in, in my days, when you got the playoff stuff, we, we ramped up. There was more effort. I mean, you put a lot of effort in your cars, but all the details got a little bit finer. Yeah. And you would, you know, as you had opportunities to win championships, you know, let's, from a dollars and cents standpoint, your car makes it makes the playoffs, your, your financial implications at the end of the year get better, right? right absolutely. Sponsorship money is tied to that. Everything charter money is tied to that, so you know there's more money coming in. So then you've got the opportunity that if there's this little thing that was small, and that may be in the budget now, and and as you got closer to the championship, the budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. those opportunities got bigger. But there's not those things to do with a common car. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I I don't know that we're not set up to see this all the way through the playoffs. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. So it'll be cool to see what Paul thinks of that. It will be cool to see what he thinks of it. And we're going to Talladega, where anybody can. I mean, you know, you know this. You know the Talladega story, and then we get the Roval after that. Yeah, we could have our twentieth and twenty-first winners. You're absolutely right. Crazy. Not even a shocker if that would have happened. No, no. I mean, I could put I could put several people in this weekend, and you know, Martin Truex Jr. was leading at the Roval when Jimmy Johnson spun out into him. That, that's Brian Blaney right. won it first exactly. one. Yes. I just not. I'm just. 
Yeah. There are scenarios you could put together. Where this continues. Yes. Continues Absolutely. along. Continues with different winners. Continues with non-playoff drivers winning. Ryan Blaney won at the Roval. Yeah. He could win there. That's Absolutely. a that's a he might be the first playoff winner to and get, and the twenty first win. I, it could be crazy. <laughs> stay tuned, it'll be great. Stay tuned. That's what you need to do is stay tuned. And we're gonna to talk to Paul Wolf here in just a moment. You can subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch Wheelin Modifieds, Arkham and Art Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Racing Series action with over 1,300 events live and on demand. The headliners this week, Saturday, the Arkham and Art Series at Salem. Saturday, also the Arca West Series at All-American Speedway. Weekly Racing, Langley, Meridian, and Evergreen as the season is slowly winding down across the country. You can learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Stay with us. Paul Wolf. he joins us next. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. And let's go to Penske Racing. Joining us from Penske Racing, crew chief for Joey Logano, Paul Wolf joins us on the Zoom call. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm not bad, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Not bad, I would think, is probably when you, you, you put the car in the trailer at Texas, you finish second, you come out of there leading the points, um, you you, you got to feel pretty good about the survival nature of it and, and, and coming away in good shape out of that topsy-turvy race. Yeah, it's always nice to start the, the first race of each round with a, a solid day. And, you know, going in there, we thought if we could score, you know, somewhere around 40 points, um, we would consider that a good day and, and put us in a good spot uh, as we moved to Talladega. Obviously, we scored a little more than that. And, um we saw a lot more uh, playoff cars have trouble than, than maybe what you would expect. Um, but I think that's seems like that's been the norm. I, I think when you look back at history and, and kind of how you, you lay out each round and what you think you need to do to, to make it through. And, you know, typically we, we've always felt like that first round and, you know, it's kind of one of those rounds where if you just execute and, and not make any mistakes, okay, now we'll make it to the round of 12. And, and you know, it ramps up as you get, get to each round and gets tougher. Um, but, geez, we're still, uh, you know, looking at how things have, have shaken out here. It's almost like I don't even know if you have to win at this point. It's just don't have issues and seems like you, you keep yourself in a good spot. So, um, 
we had good speed in our car. Uh, I, I think that was the positive, um, you know, that, that we saw. We had, we had the homestead test early in the week, um, our, our first chance in a while to, to really try some things and, and continue to understand the car a little more. And although homestead, uh, as you know, is quite a bit different mile and a half than what Texas is for, for a lot of reasons, um, some of the things that we learned at Homestead, uh, we applied and and, and um, they seemed to work. So that was encouraging for sure. And um, I think that will will help as we continue to to move into the, to the next rounds, um, as we'll see Vegas and um, Homestead in, in that next round. As you uh, as you talked about or alluded to there, we haven't had a playoff winner yet four races in, and that wouldn't have been something that we would have thought of in the past and historically. Um, and, and, and you talked about, you're not sure you got to win. How do you see the playoffs progressing at this point? How do you see this round playing out? How do you see the round of eight playing out? Cause in the past, we used to really feel like you had to win in the round eight to be there's three winners and yep. a points guy, not necessarily the picture we're going to see this year. Is it? I don't think so. And I think that just says a lot about, you know, where we're at as a sport with this new car, how equal the playing field is. And, and you can't, it's very hard to pick a team or multiple teams that just seem to have speed every week. It really is surprising it. I don't know how you can go one week and, and feel like you're in position to win and, and think you have it figured out. And then you show up the next week and struggle. And, at least for us, and I don't know if it's this way for all the teams, but it's like that that window of operation of where you have speed in the car, able to make speed for us is seems small. You know, it's like it, it's, it seems like small adjustments or little things can can be the difference maker of running, you know, in the top five and, and really contending for a win versus just struggling to run 15th and think that's just made it very hard for guys to be consistent and contend and get those wins. So I think you got to continue to, you know, to try to figure out, you know, obviously how to be better each week, but I, I don't know that that uh, formula to having to win is, is really going to um, be there until, you know, maybe, maybe trying to make it to the to, to final four. Um, but I think at this point in the game, you know, especially with Talladega, obviously the wild card and, and even the Roval to some extent. Um, I think just trying to to execute and and uh, put together solid races will get us to the next round. And I think building that points um, cushion a little bit like we did at Texas will uh, will help that as well. Paul, I, I want to talk a little bit about Texas and what was going on down there. And this is so challenging because it's a very complex issue. There's so much going on with those race cars, and 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 you're not one of the guys that had one of the problems with it. Um, is there a is there an is there a description in layman's terms and easy terms as to what some of the challenges, whether it's car, whether it's track, whatever it is, what are some of the challenges that that you guys were all facing down there at Texas? Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot, of course. I mean, Texas it, itself, no matter what kind of car you take, is is challenging with the you know the configuration, the two different ends, you know how you, how you make the compromises right to get your car driving driving well on both ends of the racetrack um, to make speed, and then you know obviously it was very high temps, um, track temp was up, and 
and um, you know those things are, are all challenges. And then I think just in general, you know, we've continued to to be on edge with the tire. I think um, we've all kind of learned, you know, where the performance is, uh, the lower air pressures, and those types of things. And you know, as a, as a competitor, um, it's very hard to lay up on those types of things when you know it's free speed there. And I think you know, everyone's right on edge. And, um, when, when you're racing on edge like that, you're going to step over, um, time and time from time to time. And, um, fortunately we were able to, to make speed without seeing any failures. It, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you look a, a week prior to that of Bristol and, and all of our cars had issues. Right. And, and it's like different weeks, different companies are, are having those issues. And, you know, we went from a disaster at Bristol with all of our cars to fortunately um, not seeing those issues at Texas. So, um, you know, what do you do at this point? I think we're all trying to be smarter and, and find find where that edge is without going over. But um, it's uh, it's hard to do that when you know there's speed there. Yeah. Can you talk about all the all the factors that go into the, the those decision makings? It's not just air pressure and camber with this new car, especially, is it? No, and I think you know as you talk about Texas or tracks that have have you know bumps in them or, or whatnot, um, you know, with with trying to run the car as low as possible um, when you have those rougher tracks, you're going to get into the you know to the shock limiters, you know, our limiters that that uh, limit how much we can travel. So then at that point, then you start talking about, you know, the spike loading and the tire and those types of things. And, you know, we, we had issues at a Michigan tire test earlier this year. Um, and then working through some of those things with Goodyear, I don't think anyone really, you know, Goodyear tries to do lab testing and, and give us some parameters from a durability standpoint, but I don't know that they were really capturing a lot of that loading spike loading that we see when you're riding on the limiter. Um, so I think as we continue to understand that Goodyear can get smarter about their testing and give us, you know, um, um, more information as well. So I think it's just a learning process for everyone. It's not just the team, but it's, it's the people building the parts and, and manufacturing from, from the tires to, the body panels and, and other issues we've seen with the car. Um, I think it's obviously very important that we, we do our best to understand when there is an issue and, and try to speed the, this learning process up and, and continue to put a better product out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking off of another part of your conversation, your, your mentions earlier, a uh, two day test at, at Homestead. What was it like to get back to a playoff track and get two days of testing at it? when we don't even get 20 minutes of practice on the weekend. <laughs> no, I, and it's, it's, it's great. And it's, it's something we, we obviously look forward to um, more than ever when you're trying to develop something and in the mile and a half, I wouldn't say have been our strength uh, here, you know, early in the season, I think we had some speed, but then as we went through the summer, um, some of the bigger tracks, we were lacking speed, I, I would say. So, um, to be able to have the opportunity to, to go to Homestead, not only to, 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 you know, tune for Homestead, but like I said, is as new as the car is, it's so um, underdeveloped as it is, uh, at least from our side, um, 
there's plenty of takeaways, even though Homestead is different from, you know, from Texas and, and, and as Vegas, as we'll see here in a few weeks. So um, very important when you get those tests to make sure you're, you're um, prepared and, and, and going to take something away from it. And uh, we were able to do that. And I think it gives us the, myself and the driver confidence uh, as we, uh, you know, finish out the season here that um, we, we found a little, little speed. I wouldn't say we um, were all the way there, but we were able to make a, a difference and move the needle. And, you know, Joey's comments was, you know, he's never in, in a season from race one to race two at a racetrack made that big of a gain, right? And, and that just goes to show how much we're still developing this car um, that he could feel that significant of a change from race one to race two and how the car performed. Um, so that was good. Um, but now, you know, now we're, we're going to, we're going to go to Talladega, which, you know, I, we know that's, that could be anyone's race and definitely somewhere we've had speed, but um, you know, how are we going to manage that race and, and, and try to stay out of trouble? It's, it's, it's very challenging and, and we'll talk about it a, a continuously until uh, until Sunday of, of how we're going to do that and what we think is our best strategy um, with where we're positioned right now. Um, and, then, and then the Robles, uh, you know, like I said, there's still a bit of an unknown. So um, it's, it's interesting to, uh, I'm sure, for everyone to tune in every week because, um, because of all the unknowns and you never know what to expect. And there's that side of it that definitely has got to make it very exciting. Very exciting, that's for sure. Talladega, traditionally, there's manufacturer-based racing. Um, but I, I think about this, and when I look at the Ford camp, where you guys are at, you, you, talk about, you, you talk about you went to Texas, you wanted to get 40 points. So you're looking at stage points, where some of the other Ford teams probably could care less about stage points. How, how does that factor in as you, as, you, as you look at a strategy going into this weekend's race? It's a big part of it. And, and, you know, we've continued to, to, um, you know, work, work together as, as, as forward, as one forward, um, we meet and, and try to understand what everyone's objective is, where right? so you talk about some guys needing stage points and some not. So I think, you know, everyone's out there to, to, to worry about their, themselves, but uh, I think being mindful of the situations of your other Ford uh, teammates, um, we try to, we try to manage that the best we can and, and, uh, they can help guys out that need stage points. Uh, we will, but, um, we all know when it comes down to the end, uh, you know, the goal is uh, for, for certain cars that they, they have to win, right. Or, or that's their, their main objective. And for some others, maybe it's not. So, um, you hope you can work together and, and repay the favors, uh, as the race unfolds and, and guys, um, I guess, getting what they need out of the day um, to, to move forward uh, through the playoffs. And, and um, that's, that's ultimately what we'll do. I think the racing is obviously different this year with this car and, and how the draft works and those types of things. So um, although we still, still, you know, make plans to pit together and those types of things um, here lately, it seems like, all the manufacturers have kind of been uh, on the same strategy within within a few laps, and um, it, it makes uh, that pitting um, sometimes a little more hectic um, with a lot of 
cars on pit road. So trying to limit that um, to not have issues with, with too many guys on pit road is definitely something I think we try to focus on. Do you think that, do you think that this car has made it harder for, for the manufacturers to kind of organize themselves or is it the racing and the number of cautions that we've had that's kind of driven it to be more pack oriented? Yeah, it, it may be a little of both, Todd. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, um, you know, the, the wake with this car is much smaller and, and being able to stay in the draft and the amount of cars it, it takes to make speed, all those factors are, are just a little bit different. And um, I think the drivers, you know, we're, we've, we've run three three races, uh, I guess you, if you want to throw out Atlanta, it's a kind of its own animal, I feel like, but, you know, Daytona twice and, and Talladega once so far, I think from a driving perspective and the draft and all that, I, I would, I would assume the drivers are still continuing to learn a lot themselves as, as we are from a car standpoint. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to, to say at this point, um, what exactly it takes, but, um, I, I would say trying to stay out of trouble, uh, that, that hasn't changed. That's still, that's still typical speedway racing. And, um, I don't know where the safe place is. You, you know, we, we, we've continued to try to be up front and run up front, but, um, we've, we've been wrapped up there leading as well. So, um, it, it makes it tough to, to come up with a, a great strategy. Um, but, uh, we'll definitely do our best and, and see what that uh, see how it plays out i don't remember the number that somebody told me but I, I it was an astronomical number of of the cautions that had come from the f- first two rows this year in speedway racing and as you talked about atlanta's kind of its own creature the straightaways are shorter there doesn't seem like the to be able to bump draft and things like that you're pack racing but you're not long enough to really help talladega is the longest straightaways you've got so i would think this is almost its own creature in that respect because you've got more opportunity to, to push each other before you get to corners. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as you, you talk about the pushing and shoving, I mean, that's, that's something that you, you know, just from working with Joey in the past that he really keys off from. And that's, you know, how, how does the car take pushes on the straightaway and those types of things. Um, we focus, you know, on that as much as how it drives through the corner. Right. So, um, we've talked a little bit and we'll, we'll have our meeting here uh, a little later today, but you know, how, how much, how much are we willing to sacrifice maybe a little bit of speed uh, at this point um, to be, you know, have a car that's maybe a little more stable because that's ultimately how, how these wrecks happen, right? It's, it's the pushing and shoving is when um, it gets guys turned around. So um, you know, or how much are we willing to, to work on that to, to give up on speed and, and just kind of maybe play it a little safer uh, with the position we're in, uh, the points um, that we do have currently. So uh, those are all the tough decisions and things we look at um, as we focus on Talladega this week. Yeah, no doubt. Leading the points, so you're in a good spot. How do you come out of Talladega? Maintaining a good spot. That's the challenge for sure. Paul, I want to go off track with you before we cut you loose here. Um, I think we talked about it last time you joined us, or last year maybe. Uh, Your son Caden racing carts. Um, Is he still doing that? And and how's, uh, uh, you're you're a racer. How's the next generation of wolf racing going? Yeah, he's um, he's still doing it. 
you know, moms really had to, had to learn how to uh, manage all that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I don't get to, to spend as much time as I want and, and be there on race day for them. Um, but it, it's good. It's, uh, it's challenging how to manage all that, um, set the expectations. Um, that's probably been the, the hardest part for me is um, trying to take off the crew chief hat and, and realize that we're racing go-karts, not cup cars. And, and uh, Well, you're supposed to win every race, right? This is true, Todd, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's the challenge. And, um, but uh, mom spends a, a lot of time at the, the go-kart track with them. But it, it's going well, and, and um, it, it's fun to see him grow and, and, and uh, you know, how he, he manages that and the competition and, and those types of things. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it uh, costs a lot of money, too. <laughs> understand the owners uh, we're just raising a go-kart here and, and, and trying to understand a budget that it, uh, it's crazy at the, all levels of racing but uh it, it's good and uh, i enjoy uh, seeing him do it so so did i hear that somebody might have uh mismanaged the tires at one point <laughs> well there's there can always be some mismanagement somewhere along the line uh but uh yeah it's uh it's it's all part of it, Todd, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to keep them on track. <laughs> that's funny. That's your son, Haley. Your daughter is 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 she into the racing or what's she into? Uh, we're not sure what she's into yet. She's uh she's she um she's a good supporter of her brother. I think she's she's still trying to figure out. I mean, I still have his very first go kart. Uh, what he started in in, in kid prints, and she uh. She keeps threatening me that she wants to go out there too, but I'm I'm not sure I can handle both of them out there right now. <laughs> from from a dad point or from a financial point? Right? <laughs> yes, yes, both. Or, or from a or from a husband point? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One mom being two crew chiefs. Yes, right? mom being yeah. mom being one crew chief is asking a lot. Mom being two crew chiefs. Yeah, would be. Yeah. <laughs> That is great stuff. Paul, we always appreciate your insight, whether it's here on Crew Call or, or, or in the garage areas. We get a chance to chat. Uh, we appreciate you breaking down some things here for us and joining us here today on the program. Yeah, no, it's been fun, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, we'll talk again soon. There we All go. Right. That's Thanks, Paul. Paul Wolf, Crew Chief for Joey Logano up at Penske Racing. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. 
Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. And we are so glad you joined us. Uh, Todd Gordon, Steve Post. And uh, man, I love picking Paul Wolf's brain. Boy, he is a smart guy. It, 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 you know, just a smart guy. You used to work in an office next door to him. At, yeah, I could uh, pick his brain 10 years ago. Yeah, you got to pick his brain 10 years ago. Really, really smart guy. And I think the other thing is he's, he's, he's like for a radio guy like me, he explains things really well in layman's terms, but really enjoyed talking with him. Yeah. Uh, great, great interview. Great insight. Uh, you know, a lot of things. I wouldn't have thought that Homestead uh, test could yeah. apply to Texas, but with this new car, everything is new, right? That's an opportunity right. to just learn about your program and, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where that goes forward. I, I you know, I've, I've won a few races with Joey at Speedway Races. He's pretty darn good at it. Um, sounds like they're on the on that path. Nobody's comfortable right now. Yeah. I mean, even even with a 30-whatever-it-is, yeah. uh, we'll see where it all falls out with appeals and all that. But uh, even leading the points, I don't know that you're comfortable. As as he talked about, you, if you don't score stage points, you can be wrecked on the last lap and finish right. 30th. It's, it's, uh, it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, fun to watch. Really Great is. interview, though. The only crew chief I know that's comfortable is you. Because yes. you're no longer. You know, I, I really, I really, this year has been fascinating. I think the thing... The, the other thing is, is that some of these issues are manufacturer team issues. You know, like you said, we all had problems at uh, Bristol and then and then we didn't have problems here. You look at some of the issues that Toyota, you, you look, some of these situations have been very manufacturer or even team centric issues as well. Yes. Yes. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that everything's new. Yeah. Including the tire. We went from a 15 inch tire with a tall sidewall on it. Right. The circumference of the tire this year is the same as what we had last year. So we have an 18-inch wheel. Right. It just means that the sidewall got right. sh- shortened up by that much. Yeah. So um, it's just, I mean, I know from my history, I knew where the limits were. I knew what to look for in a tire. We'd actually, after practice, we'd actually cut a one-inch strip of of the tire, uh, the sidewall and tire carcass out and go inspect how the belt packages work together. There's no notebook for this tire. Yeah. So, so to the point, you've just got data out of a lab someplace. And last week at Bristol, first time we've raced at Bristol, first sure. time we've had that amount of load, the assumptions that certain teams, I mean, Team Penske had issues with it, as, as Paul talked right. about, um, the assumptions of where they could be in the box was outside of the box. And and I think this week you had other teams that yeah. that their assumptions of where they could be in the box. And as Paul talked about, there's... There's speed in those things. It's hard to lay up on right, speed, right? Yeah, but you've got to find that risk reward balance, right? In, in big picture layman's terms, what we're asking the tire to do is be the shock absorber in places. Uh the shock absorber and the spring, especially and when the it's spring down, bolts. When so it's, we're asking the tire it's to doing do both. that. Yes, we're asking the tire to do that, and that's where we're running into some problems. Yes, because and, I, and I, 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 I said it Monday night in my my program, but it, to the truck driver, you know, yeah. crew out there. It'd be like dumping the airbags on the trailer and just running down the road because you got no suspension sitting on You're forcing the tire to do all of it. And you do that, you're going to have blown tires. Right. So 
we're asking when you sit down on that, he talked about the shock limiters. And right, the shock limiters. The actual shock bottoms out. Right. There's a little like eighth of an inch piece of neoprene inside that thing. But it, for right. all purposes, it's more rigid than coil binding springs in the back of the right. old car. It's really stiff. So when it sits down on that, the diffuser's closer to the ground. It makes way more downforce. So you try to get that diffuser you, with the so, air pressure or yeah. with the tire. Yeah, you can run lower air pressure. The tire squishes more. The diffuser gets lower. It makes more downforce. I mean, the, the sensitivity of the diffuser to, to ground location, an eighth of an inch is a huge change wow. in downforce. So, so it's that sensitivity of the diffuser that means you need to lower the car down. So you're going to run the lower, the, the back as yeah. low as you can, and that means you're going to hit that shock limiter at times. So when you hit and that then, shock and limiter. And then when you're on that, it's like, well, if I let air pressure out, get? that'll get me lower get? yet. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of, man. There's a lot of speed out there that just has a bigger risk with it. Right. And that's what we're finding right now yeah. is that there's how, where you find that balance. You got that dice in your hand. How how are you gonna how are you gonna roll those dice? Yeah. With that with yeah. that air pressure. Once you once you get to the shock limiter, then the next thing you look at is it's tires. Tires. And, and it's not I wouldn't say it's a Goodyear issue. No. I mean because Right. How, I, unless we put like, you know, forklift tires You're that have asking, no air in them. Right, right. The the the, the old solid Hard mm-hmm. rubber wheelbarrow tire. I, I don't yeah. know what we do there. Obviously, Goodyear's working on durability and, and will sure. continue as they as they yeah. always have. Mm. But they've made steps on it. But here was a situation. And on top of that, at, Tal- at Texas, we went through a rain and lightning delay. Well, there's that. And the pace picked up another six Faster. tenths of a second. Which means more load. Which is more load. It's more speed in the middle. Of, you, that, that speed, that time comes from going through the corners faster, not the straightaway faster. Yeah. So... Man. It's just more load. So there's so many pieces that played into this weekend at Texas, and yeah, that's that's where I get frustrated when when we we try to pinpoint Goodyear needs to do this, yeah. or or crew chiefs need to do this, right. or it is there there's about 16 variables that go into this, and it's that formula that needs to all work together to work well. Yeah, in 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 the grand scope of things, and and we had 220 sets of tires go on this weekend, and eight people eight. Cars had failures, right? So yeah. it's not like every tire failed. <laughs> no, yeah, and and it seemed to be kind of clustered, kind of like Bristol was, right. where it wasn't like Goodyear had a right front tire failure or issue. It seemed like the Ford cars had a right, right. front tire. In in here, we had certain cars that had issues. It seemed like the fast cars had it here. Yeah, and the, and, and to the point is, when you get to the point later, the leader has the most downforce because they've got the cleanest air. So there's so that. that's more load, which is I just like. It's it's not are, it's it's easy to to just pinpoint one piece yeah and and that's our society this day yes. it's black or we, white there's we want a whole lot of gray yes. we want we yep. want we 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 want Goodyear to fix this problem so it never happens again now, there's so much more going on and that's what I'm most fascinated that's why I love getting a chance to talk to you guys like Paul yeah. because it just makes me understand that uh, there there's a lot of things happening here it's not I mean it you, you they talk about it but these crew chiefs. It's it's 24/7. Yeah. Your mind's always going I, and playing no. over. And what you thought on Monday, that's that's always the fun part too is <laughs> ah, I can be that aggressive on Monday and by Tuesday it's like, "Oh, maybe I don't want to be quite that aggressive." Yeah. By the time you get to race time, you're like, "Man, I was pretty gutsy on Monday." Do I do you know, it's like yeah. you, you just you have to continually yeah. play that risk versus risk reward Man. and uh and see where it goes. You know, Paul did a great job. Came out of second place finish. Yeah, and no and and you know, I mentioned Justin Haley with a thirty-one and Randall Burnett, but Paul made that same call. Came at two forty-five, put himself yeah. in a position to take two well. tires. 
Paul's really good at the strategy side of things. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of things, but he's he he gets that too. Well, Guys do a great happens. job. It'd be fun to watch what they do. Man, going to be fun to watch. And Talladega this weekend, Motor Racing Network will be there all weekend long. Our coverage starts at 10.30 Eastern time on Saturday morning. Pole qualifying for the NASCAR Cup Series. Noon Eastern time, the Chevy Silverado 250 for the Truck Series. And 3.30, the Sparks 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Sunday, our airtime, 1 o'clock Eastern time from Talladega. We do know that uh, the uh, hurricane is rolling through the south. So those in those those watching this, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Those of you watching this, obviously in the southeast, uh, we certainly wish you uh, wish you the best and uh, safety. As safety as we roll through this. And selfishly, we'll see what happens as far as racing this weekend at Talladega goes. Um, as the weekend goes on, things get better. So fingers crossed, we'll get in there and get out of there safely is the biggest thing and on our way. So we'll see what happens. But Motor Racing Network has you covered all along the way. This has been Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the ultimate digital home track. Race fans everywhere, whether it's dirt, asphalt, drag strip, road racing, you can find out more at flowracing.com slash go MRN. We appreciate Paul Wolf joining us here on the program. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. Thank you for joining us here on Crew Call presented by Flow Racing.